you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Good Morning Football is a production of the NFL in partnership with iHeartRadio. Hey, welcome to Good Morning Football, presented by Old Trapper Beef Jerky, live here in New York City. It's Tuesday, September 19th. Here are your friends at the table. Jamie Erdahl, Kyle Brandt, Peter Schrager, Jason McCourty. Took some adjusting last night, preparing for the second kickoff of Monday Night Football. Yeah. Peter, do you like the doubleheader? I do. I liked it old school, though, where it used to be week one and you'd get Chris Berman from, like, the West yes. Coast. So it used to be a 7-15 and then a 10-15. What? And, like, Carlos Hyde would be going for the Niners versus Todd Gurley and the Rams. But, hey, I'm happy for as much football as possible. I like two games on Monday night, yeah. but I'm also greedy and a glutton. Yes. So that's for me. It I makes like it. the Sunday watch a little less intense because you feel like, where are games. these teams that I'm trying to keep an eye on? A little bit more of a peanut butter effect, if you will. Oh, yeah. Yes. Like, I was nice looking for the Steelers on Sunday. I'm like, yeah. you got to wait till Monday. I'm still yeah. tapping my foot waiting for Wednesday night football. I'm waiting. Oh. I'm waiting. Yeah, I'm sure the players will love it. I love it. Right? Half a dozen sacks, four takeaways, two TDs. You want to be a defense that wins games. They did that. The Steelers did. Unfortunately, it came at the hands of the Browns losing Nick Chubb in that game. Tom Pelissero joining us now. Uh, we saw Nick Chubb carted off the field last night. What is the latest after he has been evaluated all night, Tom? Well, Jamie, Browns coach Kevin Stefanski said the obvious after the game, which is that it is a significant knee injury for Nick Chubb, and he is expected to miss the rest of the 2023 season. You could see it. On the replays, even if you avoided some of the ones that were circulating around the Internet, I was getting texts from other people, medical personnel, football personnel, comparing this to some of the worst knee injuries we've ever seen. Stuff like Willis McGahee back in Miami in 2002. Nick Chubb back in 2015 when he was in college at Georgia suffered a dislocation and three ligament tears. He, of course, was able to come back from that, became one of the NFL's best running backs. Now he'll undergo further evaluation, additional tests today to determine the extent of the damage here, which will dictate his road to recovery in 2024. So the Browns are going to have to figure out, can they roll forward with Jerome Ford, who had over 100 rushing yards last night, Pierre Strong and company? Could they go out and make a trade? Could they bring back Kareem Hunt? You would certainly anticipate all those things are going to be discussed. Meanwhile, the Steelers also had a potentially concerning injury in that game. Minka Fitzpatrick, who delivered the hit on Nick Chubb, was being evaluated at a hospital for a chest injury. No further word at this point from the Steelers on Fitzpatrick's condition, but certainly that's another one we're going to be monitoring. All right, Tom, thank you very much. Uh, it is too bad for those two teams moving forward. Bit of a break between them playing each other again, but lots to discover about that division. Pittsburgh gets the win, and after what we've seen through two weeks, guys, what do you make of this team? Let's just focus on Pittsburgh at 1-1. One and one. I bought into the hype this summer hard. Yes, yes you did. Yeah. We, we did. We all did. Yeah. Pickett, to me, looked like he was, uh, you know, Marino out there this summer. And you've watched a preseason football, and you know it. You know that's the Falcons' backup that he's doing this against. Mm -hmm. And you know you that care. that's Buffalo's backup. You know it. it. Like, I get it. <laughs> 
And yet, you're like, well, that's the starting offense. They're in a rhythm. Najee looks fresh. Jalen Warren's picking up blitzes. We got Pickens. You got Deontay Johnson. The offense almost cost them the game last mm. night. The offense was terrible last night. And I... I don't know if you can win games in this AFC just based on defense. You can win games against Cleveland because their offense was even worse and they lost their best player. You know, Ford runs one big monster run and then you look at the stats, you're like, well, he had 40 40 yards. No, 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 no. Ford had zero yards except the one monster run. Yeah, yeah, The Steelers had negative seven yards in the fourth quarter and won the football game and they had two defensive touchdowns and just escaped and they were at home. So, you know, Matt Canada is going to get a lot of the blame, but this is from top to bottom. The offensive line couldn't protect Pickett. It was mm-hmm. third and eight every single time. I, I got to be real here. As, fun, as much as we love celebrating a win, if you're the Steelers and you're their fans, the offense can't look like this in year two of Kenny Pickett. It can't. Mm-hmm. This is mm-hmm. a guy who was ascending at the end of the season, had this great summer, this great preseason. Mm-hmm. I understand Cleveland's defense is good. I understand the 49ers' defense is good. Yeah. I'm willing to say, let's give it a couple weeks before we say the offense needs to go and the offensive coordinator needs to be fired. But that's on national TV for the yeah. second straight week, and the offense is sputtering. Um, they're one and one They deserve to be one and one It's a team game. But that offense is going to hold them back. You can't beat teams with quarterbacks like you know Mahomes and Josh Allen and Joe Burrow in these big spots mm-hmm. if your defense is going to have to carry you 99% of the way. That offense was rough last night. When you say negative seven yards in the fourth quarter and you still won the game – to me, the silver lining is, as you look across their division, the Bengals' offense has looked really bad. You just talked about the Browns' offense, which you said was worse than Pittsburgh's. They struggled mightily. The Ravens in Baltimore with Lamar Jackson, they have looked pretty good throughout. So if you're the Steelers, and we always say it, stack wins. When you go in, they're going into this morning, you're watching a film. When you have the W next to your name, it's a lot easier to watch the film of a terrible performance opposed to when you lose that game. So for the Steelers, yes, it has have been pretty. But I think on the other side of it, you watched your defense single-handedly win a game. And this isn't a defense that was just dominant in week one where it just carried over. It went against the 49ers and McCaffrey was running all over the place and it wasn't pretty. So you see them come back a week later, Monday Night Football, in primetime, and you have Highsmith and Watt both scoring touchdowns. And it was a sack party. Larry Ogunjobi joined, Marcus Golden joined. It wasn't just Watt and Highsmith that had big performances. The rest of the D-line was getting after them too. You're seeing a Sports fumble here by Holcomb. So it was everybody joining in on the party. So for the Steelers, yes, our offense has been awful. But if the defense can at least put together some performances like this, maybe they can catch up a little bit. But I don't know. I, I watched Pickens and Pickett in the preseason, and I was just like, this is going to be unbelievable this year. Drafted George Pickens. I was like, we're going to have a hell of a year sure. from these two guys. He did have a good performance from my he team last well. night. But it's just, you're wondering, like, what's the missing piece? They have the guys there. I know Deontay Johnson's injured, but what is missing that this offense just has looked this bad so far? All right, listen, they, got, they have a lot of good players yeah. on offense. They got two guys who pop. And I mean, you watch them, you're like, oh, that, guy, that, that guy's a guy. It's George Pickens, mm-hmm. obviously, and they got him involved. It took a while, though. I, why can't they do the thing with him where you see with other receivers where they're getting them touches Beat early? Right away. I have to shout out our guy John Hine from the Howard Stern Show, yeah. a huge Steelers fan. He's tweeting. He's like, is George Pickens alive? Is he in this game? And then they throw it to him, and it's just a lightning strike. That, that is different from anybody else in the huddle. you got to get Pickens more involved, especially if you're suspicious that he might tune out psychologically a little bit, which is to be determined, but he didn't look that thrilled during the Niners game. The second thing is a little bit more uh, iffy. The other guy who pops in the huddle is Jalen Warren. Mm. And the problem is he's not often in the huddle. 
Jalen Warren is an undrafted guy, and he's playing behind a guy, Najee Harris, who is very highly drafted. We've seen enough at this point. Najee is, is a little bit of a plotter. He's a burst. He's an angry runner. We love all that stuff. This guy has juice every time he gets in the game. You're like, well, who is that? And there's a long history of backup guys who are late drafted, who clearly have more burst than the high draft pick guy in front of them. I don't even need to list them. If you watch football, you know. I would really like to see Jalen Warren on the field a lot more, or maybe first and second, because they, they, I feel like they move the ball totally differently when he's in. And at this point, it's an ugly one-and-one, one, and they're lucky to be one-and-one. One. Their defense saved them. Yeah. I would like a lot more touches for Jalen Warren and some early touches for George Pickens, and I think he can do that. It's true. Uh, in the other game last night, I was listening. I think Dan, Lor- Dan Orlovsky yep. was in the booth. He made a comment, and it was pertaining to Bryce Young, but I actually think it applies to the Steelers here. You just can't win in the NFL without explosive plays. Mm-hmm. And the Steelers, it just doesn't feel like they're going for that one every ten plays instead of one every three. So if you're looking at it, you see Pat Fryermuth catch a ga- catch a ball last night, and the stadium goes nuts. Is Matt Canada just not? looking at, like, the 10-plus-yard plays often enough, or he mm. just thinks plotting down the field is the tactical advantage? Mm-hmm. I think somewhat it's about, to your point, Kyle, of getting the ball in your playmaker's hands. So there's going to be opportunities where you chuck one up deep because you have George Pickens one-on-one with the DB. And then there's going to be other times where we're just throwing a screen out to George Pickens because he's maybe one of our best players, and it could be a five-yard pass, but he has the ability to take yeah. his 60. So to your point with Jalen Warren, there's certain guys that you look at and you're like, he has it. Now, how do we find a way to get Bijan Robinson with Atlanta, yeah. Arthur Smith? Yeah. How do I find ways, whether it's a screen out, whether it's a handoff, to get the ball in my playmaker's hands and just let mm. them do the rest? Mm. I think it's a really good question because the lazy analysis is Steelers football, three hours on yeah. a cloud of dust, give it to Najee. That's a Steeler. That's nonsense, guys. We're in 2023. Let's throw this thing around a little bit. Let's make yeah. big Look, plays. The, Let's get the, the guys the, who can. The clear comparison is last year in Dallas when Ezekiel Elliott is yes, getting the bulk of the carries. Exactly. And it. then you've got Tony Pollard. who every like, time He's definitely ball, better. Like, he's electric. Get right? him in. And in the offseason, they made that move. Um, real quick, huh. TJ Watt. No. Playoff game against the Chiefs. First play of the game, I remember watching it. Interception, touchdown. Postseason. So the statistic I was citing was regular season. I was saying earlier in the show, it's his first career touchdown. Peter, he you were uneasy first. about that. I when knew you it. Heard I remember it. It, it was yeah. against the Chiefs mm. in Arrowhead. You feel better? Yeah, the, the stats guys are great, except that's a. That you got to know that. Regular season. I feel worse. Yeah, no. Yeah. <laughs> Clarification <laughs> is key. It's a love language. It's Peter Trigger's love language. Clarification. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Time for Block. The Block. Week two, it's in the books. And uh, we've got logos. What beautiful, stunning, sometimes Ooh. shocking logos for some of the teams that remain undefeated in the NFL. The Saints we added to this group last night. Uh, but here we go. Hmm. All the 2-0 teams are created. We're going to break them all down. Hmm. 
Three questions, three minutes on the clock each. Peter, you must begin with this one. Okay. Which one of these 2-0 teams do you think have, has had the most impressive start? The most impressive start. Rakes, yep, 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 yep. Yeah. Yep. Most yeah. points in the league on offense. They've scored uh, 70 already, and they've given up the least points in the league on defense, and they have just been absolutely dominant. I'm going with the Dallas Cowboys. Put the star on the helmet. I think they've got a, a, an incredible story to tell here, having not done this playoff thing since 1995, the last time they've been to the NFC Championship game. And right now, I think they are born on the best-looking football team in all of football. Very impressed. I didn't even have these guys going to the playoffs before the season started. I was questioning Mike McCarthy as play caller. So far, two weeks in, McCarthy's got a better grip on this thing than Kellen Moore did. Mm. Yeah, it's, it's hard to go against the Cowboys right now. They're, they're, they've been unbelievable. But I'm going to talk about the 49ers because you look at them, they're 2-0. But this is a team coming into the season where you're like, all right, Brock Purdy got hurt last year. What are they going to be like this year? We know the defense is good, but Bosa hasn't been here all training camp. All they've done is come out, dominate Pittsburgh, the Pittsburgh Steelers in week one, who everybody, including us, were raving about what they did in the preseason. Then the Rams coming off a hot start, coming into town and just beat up on the Rams as well. So to me, the 49ers looking for revenge this year because their quarterback got hurt last year mm-hmm. in the NFC Championship game, off to a hot start and been fun to watch. Brock Purdy looks like the real deal. Yeah. He's great. And a lot of people in fantasy who lost Rodgers added Purdy and he's hooking you up. The Niners, incredible last year. This amazing, amazing talent and roster. I picked them to win the NFC East over the Eagles. I'm going here nice. and I'll tell you why. It's, it's not the most spectacular. It's not the most dominant. Jamie, it's the most impressive, right? Mm, yes. Impressive to me is like, wow, I can't believe you guys did that. Uh, That's really cool. I can believe those guys did that. Desmond Ritter, just green, completely green. Didn't know what he expected. Showed up with some moxie last week. Bijan never played a game before. And frankly, Arthur Smith is a guy who does not have skins on the wall as a head coach. He's got a, a beaver skin across the top of his lip right here. <laughs> but he, he doesn't have anything else to show for it. Guys, 2-0. A team did not, does not pick to go 2-0. I think we all thought, all right, week one win, whatever. Yeah. The Packers looked great. And Jordan Love looks like the real deal on the floor. No, no, no. They actually won from behind in week two. I think that's the most impressive, the 2-0 Falcons. Uh, I appreciate every single one of these teams. I'm I'm drawn to go to the state of Florida, and I think I'm going to go here with the Miami Dolphins. Okay. I, that Buccaneers yeah, flag is taunting me mm-hmm. a little bit, but I'm going to go here. It was a shootout with the Chargers to start the season. The defense had to figure some things out. They were on the road both games, Chargers yep. and the New England yeah. Patriots, Sunday night football. Then the defense had some lockdown moments. Tyreek Hill could have run away with that thing. They're winning in different ways. A lot of doubt on Tua Tungavailoa over the summer. We wanted salty Tua. I wanted a spicy Tua, and I mm-hmm. think we're getting it to start this season. Mm-hmm. And Mike McDaniel uh, still questioning if he is the fastest coach in the NFL. We're oh, yeah. going to talk about that later in the show. He was running around um, as a steady cam, and we yeah. said, do you think Mike yeah. McDaniel's the fastest coach? A lot of people have thoughts on it. They've been a lot of love for Robert Sala, who's bringing a lot of bulk and muscle to yeah. it. And then I like the people who are saying, you're not respecting the classics. Go back and look at Chuck Knoll and his prime. I'm like, really? Oh, He's oh, like, wow. they did. They were different back then. I'm yes. Like, all right. All I'm right. into that. Um, that was great. That was fun. This is such a beautiful optimism here. Of all these 2-0 teams, guys, Peter, you can start again. Yeah. Which quarterback do you think has played the mm. best through the first two weeks? The best. I'm going to go, you know what? It's interesting because there's three that are really standing out. What do you got? And I'm going with this guy right here. Lamar Jackson. Hasn't been the typical Lamar 80-yard run that we're Mm -hmm. doing highlights and flips on, but just efficient. And if you're looking at how he's using these new guys, Zay Flowers, Odell, we hope he's going to be back. 
Nelson Aguilar yeah. played really well last week. And I think Lamar has shown that this doesn't just have to be me running 45 times in two games and trying to do this big pre- – Lamar can pass, and so far the Monken offense is being slowly developed. But I got to say, Lamar Jackson, 2-0 and against two good defenses. In Houston, they brought their stuff. And, of course, the Bengals. Lamar Jackson's my answer for the best quarterback thus far. Mm. I like the Lamar because he's making throws from the pocket this year that have been beautiful. Yes. I'm going with Tua down in Miami. This guy, after week one, he's asked, well, can you throw the deep ball? His response was 466 because that's what he threw for in the first game. Chargers chose to go man-to-man. All right, I'll take advantage of it. Tyreek's down there somewhere, the lefty throw, put it out there to Tyreek Hill, getting it done. But then you come back in week two, and it's just like, all right, Tyreek Hill's held to 40 yards. New England Patriots put in a brand-new defense that nobody was expecting to adjust, makes the right throws, the right decisions. I think that's what it's about. We went into the season, and we said the the question, the answer, if Tua's healthy, so far he's been healthy, and he's looked really good. Last year when he was healthy, one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL. I want to see the trajectory that he can continue on. We might be talking about Tua as an MVP at the end of the year. How cool would that be? That'd be really cool. I'm into it. All right, most impressive. I I have to say, I I really like what's going on here, but but I'm going here. I'm going here because if you had said before the season, for the first two games, Dak doesn't have any interceptions. You're like, well, they're 2-0. That's it. Dak's finding this version of himself early where I feel like early in Dak's career was like, Dak, be Superman, throw for 400 yards and win the game. Now it's like, no, just chill. Just chill, hand off, run your offense, and let the real quarterback of the 2023 team, who's Micah Parsons, just completely dominate. He comes out and says, I'm not throwing 10 interceptions this season. That is a tough quote to live up to. It's it plastered across every billboard to the Cowboys quarterback. If you throw three picks in the first two games, you get clowned for that quote. Zero. Back-to-back games with no turnovers. Did not do it at all last year. Dak Dak is a different version of what we need to be good. He can throw for 400 yards. He's done that. The fact that he's playing clean, he's playing quiet, he's playing 2-0, I still think they're going to win the East over the Eagles. Against two teams that claim to have really good defenses, too, mm-hmm. in the Giants yeah. and the Jets. Um, I go way at the top of the screen. I'm taking you out west. Brock Purdy, it's not statistically electric. It's not 466. Brock Purdy has still not lost a game that he has started. He has still not lost a game that he has started. It started last December. He got hurt in January. It was ridiculous. My goodness, he didn't even finish that game in Philadelphia. I guess that's a – does that disqualify him somehow? Postseason game. Post-season. We don't. Right. He's never lost a regular season. Yes. I mean, he's 8-0 as a starter for the 49ers. It, again, it doesn't – but he is the quarterback of this team that is just remarkable yeah. to me. And the way they've started, yeah. it's been great. Uh, beat a divisional opponent last week. is great. We've been having a lot of fun with Desmond Ritter has not lost a home game in college and all that. Yeah. Brock Purdy has not lost an NFL game yeah. Yeah. at home or away. All right. Enough of this. Is, he has never <laughs> started and finished a game. That, and yeah. lost. There we go. Thank we don't you. count Thank the Philly game. Right, I know. Uh, he didn't lose that game. Right, we really we want to rematch that one. Finally, mm-hmm. this is really fun for us. Which one of these two and O teams? And you look at their head coach, and you say, "Come sit at our table at Good Morning Football." Which one of these two and O head mm. coaches would you want to co-host GMF? Well, which here? which team is Sean O'Hara co-hosting? Guys? Right, Wait, <laughs> is he the coach now? Come on, get in here, Shawnee. I'm going to surprise you guys. I think you think I'm going one way. Yeah, I'm go a different way. I'm not. I want Sirianni at Talk the about yeah, it. Want, That's no surprise. Sirianni comes with games. Let me explain. Sirianni is one of these competitive guys where they have baskets all over the Philly uh, facility. They shoot hoops. They compete. They do rock, paper, scissors. Maybe we'll play a little flip cup. Maybe we'll play a little something pong. Mm. I think this guy's going to come. It will be physical. It will be active. 
The other guy that everyone's gonna pick, and maybe we'll get into it, I feel like I'd be waiting for him to finish his comment, and it would go on and on and on, and I'd say, producers, wrap him, wrap him. Yes, he's maybe a little funnier, and I loved his Omaha audition, but this guy, this guy right here, Sirianni's my guy for our show. I thought you were talking Dennis Allen, the second guy. (laughs) Thank you. He said it'll take long to finish his sentences. You'll wait. Sounds a lot like I Peter Schrager. Mike McDaniel, come on to the breakfast table. Come sit down. Bring all your jokes. Sirianni has a basketball hoop in a team meeting room. So does Mike McDaniel. He can do all of those fun games. He'll have his own topics. We don't even have to produce the show. Mike McDaniel's going to show him and say, hey, in the 7, 8 block, I want to talk about this. By the 8 o'clock hour, we have three hours to get those answers out of him. Mike McDaniel will be a fantastic. And not only that, when it comes to the fit list, he's going to come Dressed to the T, shades on, and everything. Mike McDaniel, can't wait for Nick comes in team issued gear, though. Uh. Yeah, he does. <laughs> well, if it, if it was general managers, I would definitely go with Tampa because that would be all. Like Jason Light, yeah. yeah. Remember at Hard Knocks, Jason Light said I'd play at a bar drinking beers, and the waitress comes by and he goes, "Oh, I think mine has a hole in it." And it's like that's my kind of humor. Um, I'm so curious where you're gonna go here. So am I. I'm deciding now. <laughs> I, I, I've already, I've already, I know who you're choosing. I don't think you do. No. I'm not answering conventionally. I'm going here. Uh, go and on. I'll tell you why. Okay. You guys went with like the, the fireball and the interesting one. You got to remember, guys. Like, let's just let's go to the fourth <laughs> wall. When we have guest hosts here, we kind of want them to keep it tight, you know. <laughs> you maybe just shut up a little bit. If you're new here, let us cook a little bit. We've had a lot of shows here at the table. Mike McCarthy would be tight. He'd be maybe a little gruff. He's not going to filibuster on and on. We don't have to wait for him like McDaniel to finish his thing. Peter, we know you want McDaniel, so it gives more time for you to talk. I get yeah, it, yeah, I and I respect it. Mike McCarthy is, can talk all sorts of Packers, all sorts of Cowboys, and is going to be concise. He's not looking to make news. Do you remember he when he was on Hard Knocks? He was talking how much he loves. Austin Powers and was doing Austin Powers. Yeah. I think there's a pop culture element okay. to McCarthy, okay. too. Uh, he used to be a toll booth operator. Yes. He hates talking about it, so that would be a fun segment. Yeah. Uh, we'll, the, the, imagine the producers booth. go with a toll booth theme, <laughs> yes. and like we have a window come up, and he says, what can I do for you? It's like, I want Mike McCarthy. I'm yeah. going to shock the world. I, I'm surprising myself here, too. I'm going to go here because there's something about John a John Harbaugh presser that what really makes me laugh. It's the side eye. It's the judgmental side uh, eye that he yeah. gives when he gets a question from the side of the room. And he's just like, I mean, we practiced we practiced that this week. And it's just like that he won't smile, but he wants to smile. He's got a lot of family history. His dad's awesome. You get him on the yeah. show. I think it'd be a funny story. You got his no, Arthur Smith. I, I was going to say. Next to Kyle. I was. I was. I thought that was the Arthur, that. but there's another one too. Coach Ron's been really good. I mean, he good already to has co hosted you. We've had Rivera on yeah. over 100 yeah. times. I feel like Ron is a co host. Yeah, exactly. so he's been on. Right. It's like St. Sean McDermott. He's on the yeah. show a lot. We love him. Yeah. But we want somebody new yeah. here. Sorry, Todd Sorry, Bowles. Shannon. It wasn't for yeah. you today. Um. <laughs> a lot of jobs for you, Todd Bowles. I don't think hosting this show is one of them. All right, this might be my favorite rookie class we've had in years. So many fun, talented players. We rank them every week based on their previous weekend's performances. Let's start with our fabulous five. Number five, we're going with a guy who played on a team that ended up losing the game but had a breakout performance. It's Broncos wide receiver Marvin Mims Jr. Marvin Mims comes out here, and Russell Wilson, who's your deep threat this year? This is the original pass in the first quarter. Touchdown, right? Mims, great. Was all over the field as a receiver. But I'm going to go to Dave Logan on the call because Marvin Mims had a game-breaking play and it was in special teams. Take a listen. No pressure to speak of. Another nice spiraling effort. Mims is underneath it, though, at the 14. Gathers it in with two elbows to his chest. Now heads to the west sideline. And his speedster's got a couple of blocks. Mims down the sideline. And here we go, midfield. Mims 45-40. 
Marvin Mims is putting on a show in the first half. And the return of 45 yards for Marvin Mims. Guy had two catches and caught him for 113 yards. <laughs> Top speed reached week two versus Commanders. Okay, this guy, 20 miles per hour on the 60-yard one. 21 on the 53, and then on the punt return, went one of the fastest players in the sport right now is Marvin Mims, and Sean Payton is just getting to see okay. how to harness that speed and get him used on the field. Two deep passes from the rookie and a great punt return. Marvin Mims is number five. Who's number four? Let's stay at the wide receiver position, and let's go to a guy from the University of Tennessee who made the big play for the New York Giants right out of the half. It's this guy, Jalen Hyatt. Giants getting blown out in the first half. First play from the second half scrimmage. Brian Dable dials it up with Mike Kafka. Let's get deep to Hyatt. That wouldn't be it, though. Throughout the second half, and he's wearing Odell's old number 13, he was reliable. Play action to Saquon before he got hurt. Deep pass. Look at Hyatt go up and get it. That's a really hard catch in the NFL in just your second game. There was criticism that he wasn't used enough in the first game. Why are we not seeing him? Sure enough. Let's go to the Giants receiving leaders from Week 2's win over the Cardinals. And what do you know? 89 yards. The deep pass, it was to Jalen Hyatt. They've got all these other veteran guys, but on the deep ones and on the big plays that really got them going, it was Jalen Hyatt. We do love Isaiah Hodgins, though, Peter. We love, yeah. we love him on this show. Yeah. Isaiah Hodgins scored a touchdown Come on. gave it to his child who was in the stands. Nice. That's the Aww. stuff we love. Number three. Let's go to Colts quarterback Anthony Richardson. This guy was on. putting on a show before the concussion, and it would be unfair for us not to include him. That's Mo. little Mo Alley Cox. Looks like an angry run to it me. Does. I don't know where that was on the list, but you know what? It was a little pass has got it going, and then it was the legs. Mm. Mm. Two rushing touchdowns in a half of football for Anthony hey. Richardson. Oh, oh, oh. A little bit of this. Hey, hey. This is a guy who showed up to his first NFL game wearing a lime green suit with shorts. I don't think he cares about convention. In the preseason, he was the one who was absolutely oh, mocking the Eagles fans doing the bird dance. In the yeah. preseason, he's got some sizzle to him. Landed on the back of his head there. He wouldn't return. He'd have a concussion. But he was off to having an unbelievable game. And Gardner Minshew came in and finished the job. Just because he left with an injury does not mean he doesn't make the list. Anthony Richardson, that is our dude. And if you look at this, most rushing touchdowns from any position, including running back, weeks one and two combined, he had one in his first game, two in his second. He's already on this list. And that's um, some pretty good company there. You know, Billy Sims, one of the greatest running backs in Lions history. And then, oh, a bunch of Hall of Famers. <laughs> Fourth bad. overall pick in the draft, Anthony Richardson. Looks like the Colts have a good one. Up against that Ravens defense this okay. week. Okay. I love the eras from that, too. Like, I know. Anthony cool. Richardson from the He's 80s. in that group. Yep. Number two, I don't know what pick play do you want to select. I, Bijan Robinson oh. was amazing. Yeah, there's a bunch. This was the one. Oh, yeah. come on now. The Stop. first two defenders, uh, that was, oh, it's just not fair. You get sick. Watch 55 first, and then no. watch. Then watch the no. Oh, They're break dancing. They're break dancing. Yo. Yo. I mean, you've got professional defensive players, guys who make millions of dollars to play football, looking like fools. <laughs> trying to stop them. Bijan was unbelievable. Vision, strength, power. He looks everything worth the top 10 pick. In the receiving game here, uh, just doesn't like going out. You look what he does. Most rushing yards this season already. Wow. 
Guess who's number two on the list? Mm -hmm. He's mm -hmm. already number two. Mm -hmm. And this is right out of the gates. McCaffrey's won by a large margin. And then we go through. Swift is all basically in one game. But yeah. Bijan <laughs> is doing it. He's averaging 90 yards a game. How is Bijan Robinson not number one? Up here. That makes no sense. We got. Oh, because someone had 15 catches in a game. Come on, baby! Um, <laughs> say his name. Puka Nakua! Uh, the 117th pick overall at a BYU had 15 catches on Sunday. And that's coming off a week where he was the number one added player in fantasy football. And everyone's like, this couldn't happen again. He was better in week two. Stafford threw it to him 20 times. Stafford's like, where's Nakua? <laughs> 20. Nakua's so good that people are like, is Cooper Cup a system receiver? Like, <laughs> right, he's right. that good. Right. Puka Nakua. I like saying his name. It's yeah, fun. It's Puka Cool. If you're at home right now, brush your teeth, look in the mirror and just say real slowly, Puka Nakua. It Heck feels baby. so good. Yeah, it's like an affirmation. It is. It's a wonderful name. 15. What are we talking about here? 25 catches through two games? That's an NFL record. So who's, uh, we know Anquan, we know Kiki Kute had a couple of things here. <laughs> who's Earl Cooper? I'm not familiar with Earl Cooper. Give me Earl Cooper go video. On, go on, go on. We got Earl go Cooper on. video. That's Steve DeBerg, folks. Steve yeah. DeBerg, before Montana got his opportunity, was DeBerg. Ooh. And that's number 49. Cooper. For the 49ers. Receivers. For the 49ers. How fitting. 1980, Bill Walsh, obviously. You know, you, everyone talks about Montana to Rice. Give me DeBerg to Cooper. <laughs> Cooper, I, I mean, unbelievable. Big numbers those first two games. DeBerg. Oh. Deflected, doesn't matter, Cooper still caught it. Incredible. When you ask the producers for, give me 1980 Cooper highlights and we have them, that's Earl. why we love working for the NFL Network. Not enough um, players named Earl, Peter. It's just Earl. Not, it does not have enough Earls. Goodbye, Earl. Puka, Nakua, say it at home. Bijan, Richardson, Hyatt, Mims. Guys, the table. Kyle. What the, wait, what is the, the name of the guy at number one? His name is Puka <laughs> Nakua. <laughs> and it feels delicious out the mouth. 20 targets, 15 catches in a second game. It's amazing. He's going to have 200 catches this it's year. Insane. I can't wait. He's on pace for a million. <laughs> I love it. I love speed receivers. You look at the bottom of that list, Jalen Hyatt, Marvin Mims. These guys are putting up big numbers. You put you put Hyatt next to the other receivers. Only a few catches. Two. Mims, two catches. I'm two. over 100 yards. You don't have to throw the ball to me. Jason, no defenders this week. Are you yeah, disgusted? Uh, <laughs> just the way of the league. You're, it's an offensive You're subject to the society as well. Um, I'm thrilled for Anthony Richardson. I'm just having flashbacks to March where we were like, are we really going to do this with Anthony Richardson? Yeah. Are we going there? We knew nothing of him. Yeah. Here he goes, just running all over our hearts. And you know what? C.J. Stroud had a great game, too. Yeah. Like Both those guys played really well. Mm. But there's only five can make it. We'll do more next week. Let's go. Nakua, have 15. Nah, have 20 next week. 20 yeah. catches. Trey, 25 you need, you need targets. A, you need a Puka Nakua jersey. Rams, five. you need a jersey. Yeah. 17. Greg, That's hey. the dance. Oh. Yeah, I got that weird. That's called the hoodie. Yeah. <laughs> Let's go. You go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Welcome back. Electric Factory. This Sunday, September 24th, you're going to get a free, free preview of NFL Red Zone. That's right. Batman right there. 
The face of the NFL, Scott Hanson. Sorry, Patrick Mahomes. It's Scott Hanson. Every touchdown, every game this Sunday afternoon for free. Head to NFL.com slash Red Zone. Check out your local provider for details, Jamie. A face of the NFL. That's right. Totally. And the voice of our Sunday. Just give it a try. It'll be awesome. September 24th. Scott Hanson, he has an impressive five TV setup in his home because he doesn't work Monday nights. He watches multiple games. But would you look at that? Also, one of his favorite movies, mm. Star Wars. Star Wars on the right, ticking up two of the screens. Of course, Scott. Yeah, he's got episode four, and then I think that's episode nine with uh, Ray. So he's doing multi-different I like he's got stuff. NFL Network lower left yeah. always. I did love this morning when we were building this segment, Kyle was like, important question, which Star Wars? Like, wh- why would that have changed? Was well, he watching Empire or Attack of the Clones? Do we respect yeah. what he's watching or not? Come on now. Let's just yeah, talk turkey. The question. I just like his setup. Let's, Scott's let's going zoom on. out. I know, right? We're going to zoom out. Um, we have a challenge for Scott Hansen now. We would like, please, dear friend, sneak in some movie quotes for us on mm. your Red Zone broadcast yeah. coming okay. up, okay? So, we have to pitch him a movie, pitch him the quote, and we want to wait and see on bated breath on Sunday if he uses it. Kyle, what's yours? All right, so Scott Scott will do this. Yes. So this is like we're handing him something. I don't know this. I just have a feeling that Scott's a 90s enthusiast. I feel like he's a Titanic guy. I, I, just, I think he is. And I want whether it's like Jack Conklin or Jack Campbell. I want Scott, it's in some context, say, put your hands on me, Jack. And that's what I want it to be, all right? Or you can do like... Everybody watching NFL Red Zone, tweet me like one of your French girls. <laughs> anyway. Yeah, that's the one. That's the one. Peter likes that one. Scott. Tweet me. Not me. Tweet, tweet me like one of your, your French, French girls. girls. Uh, that's it. That's what else one. you guys got? From Titanic, um, I don't know any Star Wars movie. As we no. found out if you watch the show regularly, I went to a movie called Friday. So yep. I'm going to go with that for Scott. You're out there. It's Sunday. Stuff's going on. There's big hits. There's angry runs. There's hits on defense. All you got to do, no different than when Debo knocked out Red. You just go and you say, you just got knocked up. Uh, <laughs> That's the call I want from Sky Hansen. Don't curse. Uh, just leave it blank and just right there. In the Chris smoke. Tucker voice. In the Chris Tucker voice. Okay. Yes. All right. So picture this. Defensive stand. It's fourth and goal. Hansen. This is where we hold them. This is where we fight. This is where they die. Remember this day, men, for it will be yours for all time. 300. Scott Hansen delivering the Gerard Butler. In, That's great. In you just did it. That was awesome. That's Scott Hansen. That was as Gerard good. Butler. Uh, he'll go, ready your breakfast and eat hearty, because tonight we dine in hell on Octobox Day. That's it. That's, that's King Leonidas. That so that's it. This it's is going to be so good for him. You say he's a 90s guy? Well, I think so. I yeah. went 1999, one of my personal favorites, 10 Things I Hate About You. Sure. Julia Stiles, or Kat Stratford, is reading her poem to Heath Ledger in the classroom. She, I don't need Scott to cry, but I do need some emotion behind this. When Scott says, but most of all, I hate that I don't hate you. Not oh. even a little bit. Not even at all. Because what is he loves football, but most of all, I hate that I didn't hate that touchdown run. Not even a little bit. That's true. Not even at all. Jamie, that's beautifully done. Thank you. Yeah, beautifully done. I, I, I would also say you could go another Heath Ledger route and just say, I just wish I could quit you. That, that's another Heath Ledger movie. You could true. do that, Scott, and you're never going to quit I wanted some Heath Ledger Joker or something. Yeah. 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 You're just walking around like this. <laughs> yeah. Bill Silva, what do you think? You Let's got one for us? Box on that face. What do you uh, I do. <laughs> I'll be your Huckleberry. <laughs> I'm in my prime oh, okay. right now. All right. If he was doing Tombstone, that's what Scott Hansen. Yeah. Will you want Scott to just go, say when, 
say when. Just like that, <laughs> Johnny Ringo. It looks like somebody <laughs> all over it. looks like somebody walked all over your grave, Johnny Ringo. <laughs> I, I can picture Scott him. Scott just comes out. <laughs> little 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 Harry met Sally. All have what, what she's, she's having. having. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's, I, that's I was about to say no, that. I was is... like, this could be a three-hour edition of uh, Good Morning Football with Kyle Brandt and Will Silva going back and forth for movie quotes that Scott quotes. Hanson should say on should Sunday. Do. But don't as Scott that's Hanson. Inception. <laughs> as Scott Hanson. Yeah. Yeah. You're the man as now, dog. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. 